What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, Aftershocks TV, and Heavy Metal Television. And I am now on Cameo. That's right. If you need a message sent to somebody, maybe it's happy birthday. Maybe it's get out of here. Hit the street. You're fired. I don't care what it is. Firing a girlfriend, firing a boyfriend, firing an employee, wishing them well. Whatever it is, I'm on Cameo. I'm here to deliver the message. I'll do it in my unique way so you can imagine it'll have some profanity in it and it'll be a little bit filthy but that's okay because that's probably what you guys want from me anyway so check me out cameo.com slash chris aiken again cameo.com slash chris aiken book me and i will deliver whatever message it is that you need delivered and it's cheap so go do it all right later What's going on, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and Aftershocks TV. And before we get to this next episode, I just wanted to remind you that I have a book out there called And Other Things I Should Not Say. It is about the absolute debauchery that raged in my world when I was stationed overseas in Korea, as well as a little bit of Arizona and some basic training and AIT stories as well. It's kind of my military book. It is wild, friends. I'm going to tell you now, it is definitely not biblical reading. <laughs> so make sure you go over and get it. It's on Amazon.com or my website, Chris Aiken Books, and other things I should not say. Get it now if you're bold enough to dare, all right? All right, here's the episode you actually came to see. Here on the classicmetalshow.com, kicking off the show with a little brutality. We heard uh, something there from Slayer, Seasons in the Abyss with Skeletons of Society. And uh, we just heard some Hail Mary from uh, Testament from their low release. And a guy who knows a little bit about being low as well as high. It's my good friend and partner, Chris Aiken. What's going on, Chris? I wish I was high. <laughs> <laughs> I really do wish I was high right now. That would be better. Oh, do do you not have any uh, substances available to get high if you um, want to? Not high. I'm going to get drunk tonight. There's no there's no question. Tonight's going to be a drinking show. You're going to drink tonight? I am. I'm going to be drinking screwdrivers from the next segment on. Some screwscribers. Screwscribers. <laughs> Some screwscribers. That's right. <laughs> I'm in a shitty mood, so it's like, yeah. Drink. Well, at least you don't have a have a hole in the studio there with you. Is that you just kept on drinking and drinking and drinking? Stay at your big house that you can't afford, cunt. <laughs> Fuck off. You were just drinking and drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure I was. <laughs> I, I still that that still makes me laugh to this day. Uh, it was a sad time in my life, but I'm glad you got amusement out of it. <laughs> no, I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about me. I know, dude. We're you, me, anybody that's been involved with a chick, anybody. I was hearing stories literally a half hour ago about chicks acting like fucking morons. Oh yeah, yeah. I won't say who, but um, yeah. <laughs> it never stops. I don't know. That pussy has got to be good for us. Because we do the dumbest shit. It's like, dude, even on TV, every show I watch, everybody gets fucked up by the pussy. 
Yeah, of course. Every time. Every time, dude, I'm watching a show called um, Hightown right now on Stars. Okay. Which is a great show. Um, it, it's kind of a, I don't know what you call it. It's, it's sort of a cop type of a deal, but it's a cop. It's drugs. It's got all the fucking stuff. But every time they reference a chick, it's in a bad way. One chick kills the drug dealer's boy or um, partner. The other chick that's gay, fucking, she she fucks up her life by eating out the other chick. You know, <laughs> it's it's just fucking craziness. Yeah. Every every plot line in this show is this chick fucked up somewhere, and now everything's fucked up because of it. Right. And that is life. Chain reaction. Chain yeah. reaction. <laughs> Sad attraction. Exactly. Eat the pussy, lose the soul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> uh, Look at us just riffing on some journey. Yeah. <laughs> some chain reaction, motherfucker. That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, um, just before the show, just to get, uh, you know, pumped for the show, I was listening to my daily dose of ONA Archive. Okay. And I just happened to be listening to a segment called Trashing the X. Positive. <laughs> it was, of course, Patrice O'Neill, who was the king of all things relationship related. Right. Of course. Yeah, he always had the, he always had the honest take on it. So uh, it was, it was fun to listen to that. It's just funny. Yeah, it's always, dude, it, it, they're just awful. There, there's no two ways about it. They're just awful. <laughs> Relationships, chicks. I, I mean, dude, the best chick, the best chick you ever were with, whoever that is. Don't have to name her nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you. Would you say that more than 60% of the time was great? Great. Not good. Great. 60% great? Yeah. Great. Boy, that's that's a big. I, I'm gonna say fifty percent great. Fifty percent great. Yeah, and then it diminishes to good, and then not so good, and then just horrible. So that means that you're having less than a good time half of your time together. A great time. And that's with the best chick you were with. Yes, correct. Let's go to Pittsburgh girl. Yes. I'm going to say that was 2080. 28, 28%, 20% great and 80% not so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a struggle. Yeah. So literally four of every five hours you spent with that bitch, you hated. Yeah, I guess that would be 20%. I didn't know because, because <laughs> you're, going, you're going from great to hate. There's yeah. the mediocre. Which is probably worse than hate. I yeah, think I'd rather, I'd rather because you're, you're going from extreme great to miserable, you know, yeah. but there's the in-between that's, well, it's not so great, but it's not horrible. It's, uh, eh, it's okay. But which is worse, the, the indifference or the actual hate? I say the indifference. <clears throat> it, it, it's a, it's a, you know, a manageable or tolerable situation. You know what the indifference is? It's What's the that? time between lunch and dinner when you're in prison. <laughs> That's what the indifferent part is. You can go to hate at dinner if you get jumped off or if the food is crawling with bugs or some shit. Right. But that two to five o'clock in between there is just dead fucking time. Right. 
It's just terrible. Ugh, no, thank you. If it can't all be great, then I don't want to waste my time with it. I can be indifferent by myself. You know, I can watch TV and be indifferent, and I don't have to deal with some cunt fucking riding me to take her to fucking Home Depot. Right, of course. Ugh, fucking relationships. <laughs> How did we get off on this tangent already? Because I'm just in a <laughs> shitty mood. <laughs> well, I hope the show puts you in a good mood. I hope so. We can riff and have fun tonight and uh, all kinds of good stuff. My divorce went through yesterday. I feel like Andy Dufresne. Dufresne. Who's that? From um, Shawshank. Oh, okay. Okay. It didn't make any, it didn't make a reference to crawling through 20 miles of shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right, right now. He, he just came out the other side and was like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink the water. <laughs> yeah. I crawled through a sewer pipe to get out of there. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> he was banging his rock on that pipe for years to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for you, Extreme. Good for you, or Extreme, I guess. Good on you. All right. Hey, you know, whatever. Look, everybody's on board on this topic. Jesus Christ. My last two girlfriends were like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, at 54 i truly enjoy being single hey amen brother of course they do chicks are in emotional sex (laughs) emotional sex huh yeah uh let's see here led zeppelin warned us 50 years ago soul of a woman was created below that is true (laughs) holy smokes well I mean, yeah, Led Zeppelin brought that to light in modern times, but uh, they basically stole that from the bluesmen from the 30s and 40s. That's right. You know, so they even knew it back then. Right. <laughs> like everything else Led Zeppelin stole from the bluesmen in the 30s and 40s, right? Yeah, Alan Wolf, Moby <laughs> Grape. Don't you find that funny that they, they are notorious for stealing all that shit, but yet they're the first ones to fight somebody on a fucking lawsuit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, hey, once they get caught, they fight to the death that they didn't get caught. Yeah, no kidding. Interesting. Yeah, good stuff, though. I, uh, you know, again, uh, probably probably one of the things that, uh, you know, speaking of Zeppelin real quick is yeah. they, even though they, they took so many of the riffs and even the lyrics of so many bluesmen from decades earlier, they, they somehow were able to make it their own. You know, sure. you know, so that's, so that's the cool part about it, I guess, if there's a cool part, but, uh, love me some zap. I do too. I know you do. Yeah. I'm a big fan, man. So, you know, by all means, I'm glad they stole from all those fucking dummies <laughs> that weren't smart enough to protect their music. Yeah. Well, I don't, well, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't that thing back then to protect your music. Well, thank God. Otherwise we wouldn't have had good music from Zeppelin. Yeah. No kidding. We, I'm we would, have, we would have, um, we would have the what was it? What's that band? Recent band that everybody thought was the second coming of Zeppelin? Oh, um, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we wouldn't have them. We wouldn't have Zepp. We wouldn't have Kingdom Come. Good Lord, we'd we'd be out a lot. Well, I guess we'd be out Zeppelin. I don't think anybody <laughs> cares about any of those other bands, do they? <laughs> Does anybody? Would anybody really care if Kingdom Come and Greta Van Fleet just didn't exist? Yeah, would anybody care? Not really. I don't think so. Either. I mean, there's enough. There's enough Zeppelin there to last your your lifetime. That's right. 
So. Wolf Mother, Rival Sons. We could get by without any of those bands. Sure. And I know you're a big Rival Sons fan. I am, and a big Wolf Mother fan. Yeah. Are I they still? Are they still around? Yeah, they are. I was um, <laughs> here. I go doing my Eddie Trunk. I was just talking to Andrew Stockdale the other day. Yeah. Through Instant Messenger on Facebook. Okay. And um, yeah, you know, because I they have a new album out that's pretty good if you like what they do. You know, so I I was I hit him up and I was very surprised that he hit me right back. I was like, hey, bro, what's up? Yeah. Cause I don't really know him. I just threw out, I threw out a blind request and he just hit me right back. So well, it's not like they're selling out arenas or anything. No, they're out there doing their thing. They're selling big rooms over in Australia right now. So well, good on them. Yeah. I think everywhere except the U S is doing well, as far as bands doing good numbers. Sure. You know, here, here, Wolf mother plays fucking, I don't know, an old, an old container that you can't sell. <laughs> But, you know, over in Australia, they're playing some big old festival for like 10, 12, 15,000 seats. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. Well, that just that just goes to the greatness of the U.S. is that we're so spoiled that uh, something that is, you know, a quality thing like like a wolf mother doesn't mean shit to us. Yeah, that's true. And same thing with the man of war, you know, man yeah. of war, huge over in Germany and Europe, and they couldn't even sell the Beachland Ballroom here. Yeah, dude, that is a band I just don't get. I don't get it for Europeans. I don't get it for Americans. <clears throat> I just don't get it. Yeah. I've really tried. I've I've listened to every album like a hundred times, and, and I just don't get – I don't get what – I'm not going to say that they're bad because they're not. They're just average like every other band, every other average band power metal-ish type of a band mm -hmm. you know i don't get it well they, they just kind of came along and captured a market early maybe it's you know who knows now what the loincloth market well, whatever it is that they they sort of uh, you know captured something early maybe yeah i guess so i don't know it just i just never never got it i've i've tried i love that hail and kill we adopted I yeah sure. that. <laughs> and, and and ross the boss is always a good guy yeah, Ross is great. They're great. They're really nice guys. You know, I've met them a few times. I've interviewed them a couple of times. They're really nice. Uh, dude, that one time that we both met, I think we both met them at the at the flying machine. Yes. You know, with um was it him was it them and Dio maybe or yeah, it might have been, yeah. It was something like that, but it, but we met them. I met that Eric Adams guy and I met Joey and they were really really nice guys. They surprised me because I actually thought they were going to be arrogant dicks. But they were super, super nice. And, um, you know, so I don't have a problem with them necessarily. I just, musically, I just don't get it. Yeah, well, whatever. It's not your cup of tea. I guess not. So that make them, uh, doesn't make them a bad act or anything. It's just, oh. you, it's just not your thing. It's not plush or kid rock, you know. Shit yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, speaking speaking of that plush, I'm I'm really happy to see the success that they're having early on. Anyway, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, two years from now they're gonna be they are gonna be the band. They're gonna be the hailstorm. They're gonna be the evanescence. Well, as long as it doesn't implode for some odd reason. Man, all I know is it seems like they're very well insulated and protected. Okay, you know as far as management goes, and um, they just make the right moves, and they're genuinely 
they're genuinely excited about it and they're genuinely nice, which helps, you know, it helps obviously a new band is, you know, they'll do any interview that they can do, but they always seem up for it. Like I've watched 9 million interviews of theirs and they're always kind of up for it. They're all, you know, it's, you never, you, you know how, when you, when you watch a band and you've seen them, you know, numerous times, you can tell when they're in the mood versus when they're not in the mood for right. They're always way up. They're always well, up. Well, I mean, uh, this is this is very new for them, and it is all very, uh, you know, coming at coming at them, and their popularity is. I'm sure they're probably just as pleasantly surprised about their popularity as as we are. Sure. And and they're probably just like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this thing work as long as I can. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's definitely happening. I I couldn't be happier. I mean, obviously, we've said it bunch of times me and mariah are in somewhat of contact and um i couldn't be happier for her man i mean it's it's i i was texting with her yesterday and, and i literally hit her up with um you know she she wished me a happy holiday merry christmas and i and i said i said yeah you need to enjoy your last christmas before you take over the world too yeah. <laughs> you know, and she just laughed you know but um well regardless of you know them and and the success that they may have in their future mm -hmm. um you know even even if the band itself for whatever reason doesn't take off yeah as long as they're not a flash in the pan and you know the newness of it that you know wears off and mm -hmm. then people kind of don't give a shit and they're looking for the next thing yeah you know she, uh, mariah will definitely always be very successful as long as you know she stays uh passionate about what she does yeah, I would think so. I would think she's gonna, no matter what she does, she's gonna be successful. And 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 to be honest, you know, not not that I'm judging one against the other, but Brooke, I think, is the one that would be. Brooke's the one that's gonna work for thirty years. Mm -hmm. That girl is ridiculously talented on drums. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, dude, she's she's what twenty, twenty one, whatever she is. She's she's being asked to sit in with bands that you wouldn't expect, like. I saw a video the other day. She was sitting in with nonpoint. Is that right? Playing with nonpoint. I was like, Jesus, you know, how'd she make that connection so quick? Right. Right. You she's, know, she's the, she's the drummer uh, equivalent to that. What, what's that chick's name? She plays with Alice Cooper, played with Alice Cooper. Nita Strauss. Yeah. She, she's, that girl's always working. Yeah. She's always in demand. Right. And, and much like that girl. Brooke is like smoking fucking hot. Yeah. Certainly does not hurt. You know, that does not hurt her at all that she's unbelievably gorgeous and unbelievably talented as well. So. <laughs> not only do you get a little eye candy, but you actually get some actual talent to go yeah. along with it. Yeah, you get to see her twirl those candy canes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've we've known some talented girls, but usually they're riding a pole. Yeah, true. Well, <laughs> she ain't riding the pole. She is fucking talented. That whole band is talented, really. It's and and just getting the right tours and everything, man. You know, they're going out with Slash in March. That doesn't suck. No, but again, that 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 is a credit to their talent and and whoever it is that they're working with that's marketing them and shopping them around and uh -huh. you know getting them the recognition that uh, they obviously deserve. Yeah. I mean, because I'm sure there's been plenty of talented bands that didn't get recognized or didn't quite get the break that, uh, yeah. you know, so a lot of it, it, everything is just so, you know, it, it either comes together or it doesn't. 
Well, it, it just is. The, the thing is, at least for me, because I, I really haven't followed a band from when they were a local band until, you know, and watched them get big, probably since Disturbed, because we once, me and Wardlaw once booked Disturbed when they were a local band. You remember back in those days when we I used do. to trade gigs with Midwest Beat out of Chicago? Yeah. And, uh, and we once brought Disturbed in. You know, and it hasn't been since that band that I've seen that I've actually been able to follow a band quite literally since they formed, because we knew we, me and you had Mariah on the show before Plush was even a band. True. It is. You know, and and now they're, you know, they've toured with Evanescence and Hailstorm and Daughtry and, and Wolf, Wolfie. Yeah. And, and now Slash. It's like, holy shit. This has been an unbelievably quick run, quick rise for this band. Well, I, I hope I hope at least they're making some money. No, I just hope that what they're doing is is banking some good songs for the second album. Mm-hmm. That's going to be where it matters. You know, it's one thing to have a good album, but you if, if they don't follow with a great album, they're done. Well, that's what I said. As long as they're not a flash in the pan. Exactly. You know, but, you know. And I just wonder in this whole new market, I mean, do you even release a second album or do you just release singles or what do you do? I don't know. That's, that's always the question I ask, you know, uh, in the last couple of years about whether you're a veteran artist or whether you're a new artist, it's how do you go about releasing your music? Is it, is it just worth it just to release the whole album and bang here it is? Yeah. Or, or do you just piecemeal it out there and, you know, once you have a collection of songs that you released over a year's time or, you know, 14, 15 months, do you just, you know, consolidate it into one CD? Yeah, I, I don't, and I don't know the answer. I, I know this for me personally, and I can't speak for anybody but me personally. Anybody that's releasing onesie twosies, I lose track of that shit like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like Piercy. Piercy's released a bunch of onesie twosie songs, and I can't tell you a single one of them. I've heard them. I listened to them once or twice, three times, and then they're gone. You well, know? but, but yeah. if you release the whole CD, how long uh, that last CD had that view to a, a kill or that view to a thrill. Yeah. yeah. How long did that last? Still know the name of it. <clears throat> but if you weren't friends with Steven, would I, you know the name of it? I think I would. I think for me personally, if I, if I heard a song and had an album, bought an album from it, I would, I would probably know the songs more than I would if it's just an MP3. Okay. I, I, and again, that's just me, you know, but I, I like, I don't keep just like single MP3s anywhere. Right. I don't even have playlists really of MP3s that I set up myself. I, I'll listen to a mix on like YouTube music or whatever, but I really don't go out of my way to say, okay, well, here's my, power metal playlist and here's my favorite primal fear song and here's my favorite astral door song you know i don't do that i just kind of if i like if if i was going to make a power metal playlist it would have every single album from primal fear it would have every album from astral doors it would have every album from all my power metal bands and then i would hit shuffle yeah mix and go you know and that that only makes sense yeah so i don't know man i don't i don't know I don't know what I don't know that there is a right formula at this point. I, truthfully, I think the industry is still still trying to figure themselves out, and the fans are still trying to figure it out, and they don't know. 
Mm. I think the fans are still shocked that everything's free on fucking line. <laughs> you know, it, it, I still don't understand that business model. Yeah. Well, here's the album. We're going to put it out for free, but go ahead and buy it. What? Well, maybe the, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the money is in touring. I, I don't know if there was some kind of a deal, the deal for the touring and the merchandise, yeah. you know, or, or YouTube video views, that you know? Could, I mean, I guess it could be, but I don't know. All I do is see bands bitching about Spotify and YouTube and whatever. And it's like, well, you guys are putting your shit there. It's your own fucking fault. Yeah. But the thing is, um, <clears throat> they're not selling it any other way. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at least, at least if they got a video on YouTube or, or, you know, something like that, rumble or whatever, at least they would get paid, albeit not very much, but they would get paid for the play. And especially if it's a good, if it's good video or, or a good song and it racks up, say like on YouTube, a million views, that's going to be worth a couple bucks. Yeah. But that's about it. A couple bucks. Yeah. It's worth like $55 or something, <laughs> some ridiculously small number. What I don't get and hear this out and tell me if you think this is a terrible model, Let like two bands that we know, Dokken and Rat, they're both right. releasing records in 2022. Why wouldn't both of them put out their CD first as a CD available on their website? Make make all the money from the hardcore fans, you know, make their $10 a disc from every hardcore fan that's out there. Not put it on the on the the streaming services for like 6 months. And then once the once the heyday, once the the excitement part is over and it settles back down, then put it on the streaming services to resurface it for the rest of the people. Mm -hmm. No. Well, um, you know, in, in Dawkins case, unless they made the, because you know, they are signed to a deal with silver lining records. So silver mm -hmm. lining records would have to agree to release the album exclusively on the Dawkins website. Right. First. Mm -hmm. And then, but the thing is, is one of the things that make, releasing the album if you want a actual physical copy you know give, give it the bang for the buck and uh you know got to get these guys to sit there and sign a bunch of cds yeah you know a, a signed copy but you know that uh silver lining records did a pretty good thing with that um lost songs because they marketed that thing pretty well they they had a bunch of merchandise that went on with it they had a uh like a um baseball warm-up jacket okay. that was available and a t-shirt and a one of a, a a numbered print you know the of the artwork which which i have one on my wall over here cool and and uh stuff like that you know and uh it did pretty well for the you know from the merchandise aspect of it right <clears throat> and then they had a bunch of music videos for the individual songs i think they had four maybe five music videos right it wasn't like band videos, but, but the record label put together some kind of a video presentation for the songs. Sure. So it would gave you something to watch as well as listen to the song, mm -hmm. you know, just little things like that. Sure. I, I always wonder why a band like a Dokken and Dokken's a great example of this. Dokken, what's a Dokken ticket cost? 30 bucks? Well, 
uh, depending on depending on where it's at. Now, now I know I'm going to LA this week, and mm-hmm. they're they're playing at the Whiskey on Friday and Saturday, and and it's not just Doc, and it's I think I think there's like three or four openers. Okay, so, but the ticket is an all ages show, and it's sixty five dollars. Wow, but that, but that's LA at the Whiskey. Okay, yeah, and it's kind of a exclusive event type of a thing but i would say uh, say about 35 bucks so why not charge 45 and give everybody a cd at least then you could chart your cds well see that's that's what journey did yeah remember with uh steve odd jerry was it during the odd jerry years that they did that that was the first one with arnell oh what was it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean I, i know that it's been done in the past but like we went when when me and John and Stephanie went and saw um, uh, Sammy Hagar, we were given a Circle CD. Mm-hmm. Sammy Hagar and the Circle CD. Yeah. It was fairly recent. This was what two three years ago, and um, and it charted because he was because he was you know as far as charting goes, he sold you know five hundred thousand CDs because he gave one to everybody at at his show. Right. You know, I think Kid Rock did the same thing at one point, giving away a CD with every concert ticket. And in today's day where charting is so different, that's one way to get your music. You know, the bands all say they want to get their music into the hands of the fans. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a way to do it. I would agree. You know, I mean, I mean, what realistically, Dawkins playing in front of what? 150, 200,000 people a year? A year, yeah. It's 200,000 sales in a time where right now, I mean, what do you think Broken Bones sold? 10,000? Yeah, that. That's what I mean. It's, it's such a, so most people, most, most docking people, other than the real hardcores, didn't hear that music. You're, you're probably right. And that probably pisses off Don and John and those guys to death that they spent a year writing a, writing a batch of songs and, um, and the the mass public didn't hear it. The public that will spend money to see them. Yeah, well, see, see, that's another one of those weird deals that uh, they had a um, the deal that was released on uh, Front Frontiers mm-hmm. Frontiers Records. Yeah. Well, the there there they got a one lump sum payment for the record, and then there wasn't really any guarantee that they were going to get anything from the sales. No. Yeah. So, you know, they got paid for it, but the thing is, is they had a, uh, a limitation clause to where they're getting broken bones back now. Right. And so now they'll be able to re-release it maybe with a bonus track or maybe a remix or who, something, whatever, whatever yeah. they want to do to repackage it or rebrand it or whatever the case may be. Yeah. They now, they now have that leeway to do that if they want to just seems like wasted energy when well, you can- regardless if it is or not i'm just saying that if they wanted to do something like that they have the ability to do that yeah not, not that they're going to it's just that they can if they wanted to they need me to manage them that's what they need i have all the ideas right <laughs> right but i i think out of all those ideas i think the best way to do it is exactly what we we're talking about about giving everyone they jack up the ticket prices 10 bucks yeah and give everyone a cd at the door yeah and 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 at least then you reach the people and then and then don can't say well we can't change the set list because people don't know those songs because you're handing them the fucking songs yeah hey we're gonna play a song off the cd that you have in your hand yeah 
<clears throat> it's track three. Make sure if you like it, you listen to it on your way home. Exactly. You know, and, and the next time they come, they'll all know that stuff. Or, or you know, if you don't want a physical CD, they could do with, uh, who was it, Trent, Trent Reznor did? Put it on the little thumb drive or whatever. Dude, Trent Reznor, Donnie V is doing that. Yeah, but I think Trent Reznor did that first. Yeah, he me? probably did it first, but Donnie V has the best mix of, has the best idea of anybody. He has, um, he has a, a pass, like you, you pay a hundred bucks and you get a, you get a, a laminate that also has a thumb drive built into it. And it gives you all of his albums, his solo albums, which is like seven albums. Plus you get VIP access at any show that you want, that he plays near you anywhere for a hundred bucks. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Sure. I mean, obviously a Dokken couldn't do that because their their music is owned by other people, but they could probably do it with their last couple of records if they wanted to. The Lightning Strikes and Broken Bones and whatever the one was with um, Prozac Nation on it that I hated. Uh, hell to pay. Hell to pay. Yeah, they probably do it on those records. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, being that Stephen Piercy releases his own music. You know, mm -hmm. through his through his top fuel records. Yeah, he could do the same thing. He should do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I just had a talk with his people this week about doing something with his music. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he has people. Well, Eric. I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was the people. Eric. <laughs> you know, Eric's his people. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of ideas, but I, I do like the give the people a CD at the show. Yeah. Yeah. 10 bucks, you know, well worth it. I mean, it only costs a dollar, you know, about a buck to, to, uh, print a CD if you yeah. want a physical CD, and it's probably even cheaper. If you give everybody a thumb drive who wants one of those, you got a choice. You can either have a CD or you get a thumb drive. Or you just get a, you get a download card even. Well, and they did that once they did yeah. that with, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was, um, I think it was like live from the sun. There was like a download code yeah. that, that you could get a, a free video or something like that. Yeah, you could do that too. Bill Shavis did that rest in peace. You know, yeah. he, did, he did that with, remember when we were, when we did the show with Bill, he was handing out download cards. Yeah. He, he gave me a whole stack. He said, here, give these away. Give these to your fans, mm -hmm. which I immediately gave them away, like on the spot. <laughs> here, you're wearing a CMS shirt here. Yeah. Here's a download card. Yeah. I don't know what it's to, but go, go for it. <laughs> and then remember, uh, back in, what was it? Oh, seven or oh eight, somewhere around there. Uh, Tesla had that double disc that, that covers disc that they did. Yeah. 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 Was it wire something wire? No, that that's twisted wires. That wasn't it. It was called reel to reel. Reel to reel. That's the one. And they only gave you one disc. It, it was a CD case and it had two slots. Yeah. And you had to buy the disc at the store with the empty slot. And then when you came to the show, they would give you the second disc to put in that slot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it was an incentive to buy it. And then you get the disc uh, if you brought it to the show. Yeah. Must not have worked well though, because they never did it again. No, but it was, at least they were trying to do something. I, I dude, I commend any band that's trying to do something these days because, you know, there ain't much to do with free when the music's free, 
when it's free to everybody, it's like, why would anybody spend any money on it? That's what I don't get. Mm -hmm. And I certainly don't get this vinyl craze. I don't get it. Why would you want a bunch of fucking easily breakable bullshit? It's it's nostalgia. That's all it is. It's nostalgia. Some people, it's just a nostalgic thing. You know, somewhere down the road, uh, people are going to be nostalgic about iPods. Yeah, probably true. They're going to go, there's going to be a re-release of an iPod. And it's just like, hey, remember this? You know, they'll have an iPod re-release and it'll be the iPod classic. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. You know, and people get all nostalgia about it and like, oh, I got to get an iPod classic, you know, and it'll have some kind of a branding on it that, that the, you know, commemorates the, the release of the iPod or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be, you know? Yeah. That's, that's dude. And I know I get sent vinyls here and there. And if it's something that I would really hang on to, I, I just slap it right into a frame and done with it. You know, it's like, like Stevie just sent me one. Stevie just sent me a, a vinyl of his, um, the first, the first tough record. Okay. What I, comes around goes around. Yeah. That's never going to, that's never going to see a player. It's never going to even be pulled out of the plastic. Pro- I'll, I'll probably pull it out of the plastic and stick it right in the frame. And that's it done to be forgotten. <laughs> and, and honestly, the only reason it'll, it goes on the wall is because it's personally autographed. Well, again, you, you, you're not a, you're not a collector guy. No, I'm not. So, so to you, that's just like, ah, eh, it's okay. I mean, if you got one, did you get one? Did Stevie send you one? I, if he sent me one, it, it would be at my PO box if, if that, but uh, no, other than that, I haven't gotten one. If you got one, would you, <laughs> would you play it? No, I, I'd put it in a frame. All right. Yeah, I'd put it on the way. If it's a, if it's an, I got a lot of, I'm looking up here on my wall and I got a bunch of autographed albums in frames mm-hmm. on the wall. And, uh, you know, if you go to somewhere like um, Michael's, they, they sell, they sell the frames specifically for the albums. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those for, um, well, for Stevie's last record, which I have on my wall, the dead, the decade occasion or whatever that one was mm-hmm. called. Mm-hmm. I have that on my wall and I have a Sepultura Quattro record that they all signed. And I have, um, feud with thrill, but those are CDs. The, the last two are CDs, but I have those on my, in the little CD frames with the CD. And then they put the booklet in it too. I don't know if you've seen those, but I have, I have those on the wall and, you know, leading into the bathroom kind of appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, if, if you, you know, if you have a wall full of stuff, you know, like a Jackal or even myself, Hmm. you know, you'll, you'll end up putting that on the wall with your, you know, with your memorabilia collection. I'm starting to get there with some stuff because I have those two that I told you, and I have um, I have four posters, like concert posters, on up, and I have that Roger Waters painting or picture that from Joe Cleon, and yeah. I have the I have the um, Motorhead painting. So I'm starting to get there with some memorabilia on some walls. I got I still got my Zeppelin ticket for the canceled show when when John Bonham died. Right. I have that on the wall. The Chicago I'm Stadium. Wall. Yeah. I'm starting to get some wall shit. Well, there you go. A little bit. Again, get rid of the wife. Get rid of the bad relationship. <laughs> shit goes right on the walls. You're not going to put that on the wall, are you? Yeah. 
out goes the lighthouses and the mountain pictures. In comes the fucking rock and roll. Right. You know, in comes the kiss with journey opening poster. Right. 1975 or whatever. Yeah. When we had <laughs> uh, Stevie shred from red rain on the show a few weeks back. Yeah. Yeah. All he, all his stuff up on the wall. It's just like, do you have to hang that on the wall? <laughs> I could do so much with this room. Yeah, it would be so much better without your junk. I like, yeah. when, I like when your stuff is called junk, too. That's always fun. Yeah, y- your junk. Your junk. It's like, okay, let me just let me just not only drive the nail into your fucking skull, but let me twist it around a little bit. <laughs> uh, I could do so much with this room. If it didn't have all your junk in it. Yeah. I could put up flowers and a nice flower arrangement picture. <laughs> I could put up that picture of the fruit basket that I painted in that class I took. Right. Fuck off. Could you maybe you could sweep out the garage and make an area out there for yourself. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. Look, if you just put paneling up on the in the basement and buy some space heaters, that'd be a great place for you. <laughs> just don't just don't ask me to move the washing machine or the wash basin. I know women aren't allowed in the man cave, but I got to do laundry. So it's like, shut up. <laughs> the man cave. The man cave. I love it. That's the gayest shit ever. Yeah, that's that's the I'm reclaiming my ground. No, you're not. You're this admitting my, defeat. This is my ground over here. If you have a man cave, you are not reclaiming your ground. You're admitting defeat. This is my sovereign ground over here. I know you agree with that, right? You're admitting okay. defeat. Of course. You're just saying I, I'm not tough enough to fight my to fight my fucking cunt wife off. So I'm gonna have a man cave. That's 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 why I live in my palatial estate in a gated community. <laughs> Your whole goddamn house is the man cave. <laughs> but even that, when you had the one living with you, she was trying to fucking make moves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh girl, she was definitely trying to make moves. What can well, we do with this girl? She, she never lived here, but she had plans. Yeah, she was already talking about what could we do with this room? Yeah. Do you need this pinup wallpaper in your bathroom? Yes, I do. I like looking at scantily naked girls. Yeah. If you dress like that all the time, then I'll take it off the wall. What do you think of that? <laughs> I get those heels on, bitch. Yeah, no kidding. And get them facing the fucking ceiling. (laughs) Oh, my God. The man cave. The man cave. Get out of here with that. Well, the the thing that I've run into this year, uh, a um, a term that, that I've become familiar with, especially when it comes to shipping containers. Yeah. And people wanting to get them modified. Mm hmm. I am getting more and more uh, phone calls or inquiries from women, mostly of uh, certain ethnic women. Okay. They want they want a shipping container that they want modified into a she shed. A she shed. A she shed. You're of course talking about Swedish women. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Is that that's what it is, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Swedish women. Yeah. So literally, these dumb black ladies saw that fucking. I didn't say that. You said it. Fine, I said it. (laughs) These dumb black ladies saw that fucking insurance commercial 
where for it's farmers insurance. I even know who makes the commercial. Oh, see, I didn't know it was a commercial. Oh, yeah, it is. It's the farmers commercial. It's with that guy, J.K. Simmons from um, that was Schillinger in Oz. Yeah. You know, the guy that was fucking every dude, you know, Schillinger told them or there's there's a commercial where Schillinger is talking to this chick and she's like, you burned down my she shed. I need a new she shed. And then uh, Schillinger's like, you can get a new she shed if you have farmer's home insurance. Right. That's where that's coming from. These, I, I wasn't aware. These fucking women are used. I guarantee you that this is on a fucking loop commercial on the talk or the view. Okay. I guarantee you that's where they're seeing this she shed shit. All right. I went, I see you, you made me aware of something since I don't watch commercial television. I typically don't ever see commercials of any kind. The she shed. So I was not aware that there was a commercial that actually used the term she shed. Oh yeah. I'm pulling it up right now. Well, it, and that's why you get that ethnicity, because the commercial is definitely a black lady that's doing the she shed. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you're you're enlightening me, Mister 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 Chris. All right, here we go with the she shed. Let me turn All it up. Right. All right. Here we go. Well, it finally happened, Zachary. Somebody burned down my she shed. Nobody burned down your she shed, Cheryl. Well, my she shed's on fire. Your she shed was struck by lightning. Exactly. It's my she shed covered by State Farm. Your she shed's covered, Cheryl. Yeah, that big thing. I'm getting a new she shed. She shed. She shed. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful news. Home insurance trusted by more people than any other. State Farm. Look at that defeated, whipped male. Just a douche. Where I mean, look, look, look he, he's just defeated. He's got this look in his eye. He's just a defeated, beaten male. Yeah, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> look at him. Standing there in his robe, all pathetic. All right, Cheryl, you can have another she shed. She's standing there with her hand on her hip like, mm-hmm. All right, Cheryl, you can get another she shed. Just call Neely. He'll give you one that won't burn down. Yeah, it's all made of steel. Yeah, he'll he'll hook you right up. Mm-hmm. See, I, it, I wasn't aware of this commercial. He'll call it the She Led Shed. Yeah. <clears throat> In unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Well, again, I, I didn't know. I didn't know I didn't know where that term came from. Yeah, well. As the chat room is definitely lighting up and saying, it is known as the bitch barn to many of us. <laughs> I just got a text. Yeah. It's a container. <laughs> it is a container. It absolutely is a container. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shit, that's funny. You going to tell me this, this bitch ain't oh, a bitch? Oh, man. That's a good one. Thank you, Taylor. Oh, my God. She's clearly a cunt. Oh, Taylor, this, this, this lady. <laughs> Holy gotta, shit, that's funny. I'm putting this back on the screen for a minute. Cause I want to ex, ex, I want to showcase, cause I can't think of the word. I want to showcase the point you're making. Watch how entitled this broad that clearly did not pay for this fucking 
room in the back is. And this guy that did pay for it is just a beaten down cuck. Yeah, Watch he is. But look, look at the far away look in his eyes. Uh, he's he's devastated. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, okay, Cheryl, or whatever her name is. Look at this. Finally happened, Zachary. Somebody burned down my she shed. Nobody burned down his she shed, Cheryl. Look at him. Yeah. Mm. He's like, for God's sake, Cheryl, shut the fuck up. Use a little, stop being so irrational. Nobody burned it down. It got struck by lightning. Yeah. But he's, he's like in real life, this, this is dealt with quite differently in real life. He's like, would you hang up the fucking phone? <laughs> oh, Carol. Well, she shed's on fire. She shed was struck by lightning. Look at him. Look at him. He's going to go right from here to just go walk out in traffic on the freeway. Yeah. He just wants to die. Yeah. He's just gonna, he's just gonna go swallow the butt end of a pistol. Yeah. Just because, <laughs> because that would feel better than dealing with fucking cunt ass Cheryl here in her she shed fire. Oh, what a bitch. Zachary, is my she shed covered by state farm? Your she sheds covered Cheryl. Yeah, yeah that I'm getting a new she shed. She shed. That's great, Cheryl. <sighs> That's fantastic, Cheryl. Kill me now. Ugh. <laughs> She's here. Mm-hmm. Look. <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, what a douche. Back that up just a little. Just look at the pain in his face. Back it up. Okay, right. Look, look at the pain. Look. Yeah. You captured it right there. Look at the pain on I his know. face. <clears throat> it looks like he wishes he was in that fire. Yeah. He either got the look of pain on his face or it looks like he's sizing her up for a coffin. Yeah. And and, and I, I do like how fucking State Farm here has to make him look like a complete fucking retard by holding a fucking hose that has just a dribble of water coming out yeah, of it. And it's, it's, it's limp, too. Yeah. Like, he, he can't even get a good stream going on his fucking hose. Yeah. His, his limp. His his hose not only has like a little dribble of a stream, it's mm-hmm. limp too. Probably probably just like his real hose from dealing with Cheryl here. That's a subliminal message that yeah. this guy's a cuck. Yeah, he's a cuck that can't fucking do anything right. Uh, like it's his fault. Uh, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the way he turns his fucking head in absolute defeated manner yeah, just just kill me now watch, just watch how he turns his head he's like you know just. <laughs> this poor fella <laughs> yeah it's wonderful news and look he says that's wonderful news and then she gives him the stink eye yeah, yes Look at that. It's like, it's like, see, what's the guy's name on the phone? Zach. Yeah. See, Zach is a real man. He helped me out when I was in distress. Yeah. Unlike you, Lester, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Victor. Wonderful news. See, look at her. I know. Look at that. See? She's like, "Mm mm-hmm. If I had a real man. Yeah. If I was fucking the state farm guy, this wouldn't be a problem. Right. 
Instead, I'm fucking you, limpos. Yeah, see? I had to get a real man on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, green dribbler. That's your new name, Victor. You're the green dribbler. I needed a man to put that fire out in my she shed. Who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. Do that one more time. That's wonderful news. What did you say, nigga? That's about what she's saying with her eyes there. Yeah. That's what she's saying. Look at that look. He's a defeated, defeated guy. Yeah. And look at her. She's an empowered black woman. Yes. Ugh. Home insurance trusted by more people. <laughs> now, now in contrast, find the Anison commercial. <laughs> Now that's a great commercial. Now find that commercial in contrast. That's a great commercial. Mm -hmm. There we go. How's this, mommy? Oh, that looks good. Hi, darling. Hurry and get ready for dinner. PTA meeting tonight. Ellen, please. I just got home. Don't rush me. God damn right. <laughs> Now that's how you react when she says, get your ass to the man cave. Right. Look at that look on his face. <laughs> as opposed to, as opposed to a uh, goofball back there with his limp hose. Oh, uh, this guy is my favorite guy ever, <laughs> ever. This guy knows how to control his household. PTA yeah. meeting tonight. Ellen, please. I just got home. Don't rush me. <laughs> 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 no, if that was my chick cooking, she, she would just be wearing an apron and heels. That's it. <laughs> and she wouldn't be asking you about the PTA. No. No. I mean, tonight. Ellen, please. I just got home. Don't rush me. <laughs> <laughs> I could watch it over and over and over, man. Hey. Just want to tell you, my she shed burned down today. Ellen, please. I just got home. Don't rush me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when men were men. That's right. Hurry up, Albert. Put out the fire in the she shed. Ellen, please. I just got home. Don't rush me. <laughs> look at that. Look at those eyebrows, man. <laughs> straight across. <laughs> That's just straight anger. <laughs> I've been out there busting my hump all day. Mr. Tate made me redo the design plan three times. <laughs> Don't rush me, Helen. <laughs> look look up uh look up the uh, uh if you can look up a scene from a movie with Jack Nicholson uh called uh Carnal Knowledge. It's a scene where where Carnal Knowledge. Yeah. Uh Nicholson rant. Nicholson rant, that's the one. Is that this Jack's big scene, maybe? Yes. It's long. How long? Four minutes. I was, we'll get into it. Let's see. Yeah. 
Oh, Anne Margaret. That's a nice titties. You're such a chance for me. Kid, you worked hard for it. It's yours. The way you pawn me at parties. Now affection is contempt. Upside down. Everything upside down. Feeling me up in public is not affection. Will you come on? I know I sleep all day. I know I'm doing a terrible job, but you're not helping me any. And who helps me? I help you. Your kind of help I can do without. <laughs> can you? Can you really? Do anything you can to ruin my day, won't you? I got up today feeling so good. Couldn't leave us alone. Doing so well. What? At one time, at one time, it was great what we had. The kidding around, it can't have a natural time span. Affairs can't dissolve in a good way. There's always got to be poison. I don't see why. I really don't see why. Jonathan, do you want it over between us? Why does it have to be one way or the other? You don't want me to leave. I want you right here where you belong. What about you? When I'm here, I'm here. When I'm not here, I'm, I'm there. Where? Wherever! No. I'm a man-eater, a ball-buster, and castrator. I want to get married. All right. Where the fuck is my shoehorn? This place is a mess. There's not any food in the house. Half the time you look like you fell out of bed. You spend more time in bed than any other human being past the age of six months than I ever heard of. The reason I sleep all day is because I can't stand my life. What life? Sleeping up! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jeez, Jack, just go over there and stick your dick between those huge, huge, huge milkers and calm down. Yeah, and that's when Ann Margaret. Whew. She was good. She's smoking. Is there more to this? Or? Oh, yeah. You got to get to the point where he just like, he just like loses his shit. All right. That sort of thing I fall in love with you all over again. Mary, please, Mary. You're trying to kill me. Mary, yeah. Why now? Because two years ago I slept eight hours. A year ago it was twelve. It's up to fifteen now. Please, it's gonna be twenty-four. What are you trying to do? Scare me? I need a life. Get a job. I don't want a job. I want you. I'm taken by me. <laughs> Get out of the house. Do something useful. Goddammit. it! Wouldn't let me work when I wanted to. That was a year ago. Throw a tantrum every time you call and I'm at home. Look, sister, I'm out there in the jungle, eight hours a day. You wouldn't even let me canvas for Kennedy. You want a job? I got a job for you. Fix up this pigsty. You get a pretty goddamn good salary for testing out this bed all day. You want an extra $50 a week? Try vacuuming. You want an extra 100 Make this goddamn bed. Try opening some goddamn windows. That's why you can't stand up in here. The goddamn place smells like a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> this goddamn place smells like a coffin. <laughs> Try vacuuming. But I do love, she's got that typical attitude. I don't want to get a job. I want you. Shut Where's up. Where do you job? think I'm going to be? 
you make a pretty goddamn good living testing out this bed all day. <laughs> and where does where does she think he's gonna be? At home with her? He's gonna be out working. That's what he said. I'm out in that jungle working eight hours a day. I'm taken yeah. by me. Yeah. I don't want to get a job. I want you. Shut up. <laughs> no matter how great your tits are, they ain't that great. Uh, Jesus that's, Christ. That's one, of, that's one of my favorite scenes of all time. Holy smokes. <laughs> I just losing his mind. He's just lost it. He just losing <laughs> his mind. It's hilarious. Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> don't rush me. <laughs> that's all that's missing. Yeah. They should have him take it to Anison and come back in the room all smiley and happy like three seconds later. Hey, Ann, how are you? Let's talk again about you staying home and sleeping. It's great. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I say we take a break. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, I'll let you pick a tune. What should we play? All right. I am going to go to some Blackie Sabbath. All right. And I would like to hear Hard Life to Love from Forbidden. What is it called? Hard Life to Love. Uh, hard Life to Love. Oh, there it is. All right. Well, we'll play a few tunes here and um, we'll come back and do some more silly stuff. Cool, cool. And uh, all right. So, uh, here it is. It's Black Sabbath exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job. <laughs> 